Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. My name is Anthony Moore, and I serve as the senior pastor of Carolina Church located in Fort Washington, Maryland. In a few days, Carolina Church will celebrate 83 years of existence, 83 years of being a church for the Lord Jesus Christ. On today, I thought what we would look at is understanding the whole concept around church and the relevancy, primarily because we wrestled with, in this day and time, the relevancy of the church and whether or not it is needed without understanding its purpose from the beginning. And so on today, as on the eve of us preparing to celebrate 83 years of Carolina's existence, I thought I would talk to us about today the whole purpose behind the church whether you are a member of Carolina or not, or whatever church you belong to, or if you are not a member of a church, it's important for us to understand the biblical concept behind the whole idea of the church. When we look at church, we first see it mentioned by Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, specifically where he says, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's the first time that we see the very word church mentioned. However, when we start seeing the church functioning and flowing, we see this taking place in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, could be considered a purpose statement for the church. The reason we go to the book of Acts is because Acts becomes for us the history book of the church. So when we get to Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. According to this verse, the purposes or even the activities of the church should be, number one, teaching biblical doctrine, number two, providing a place of fellowship for believers, number three, observing the Lord's Supper, and number four, praying. Those are the four things, the four purposes, the four activities. Teaching biblical doctrine. Two, providing a place of fellowship for believers. Three, observing the Lord's Supper. And number four, praying. So the church is to teach biblical doctrine so that we can be grounded in our faith. The church is to teach biblical doctrine so that we can be grounded in our faith. Ephesians chapter 4, 
verse 14 is um, says to us, um, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful schemes. So then the church is to teach biblical doctrine so that we can be grounded in our faith, in our faith. But then the additional thing is that the church is to be a place of fellowship. It's to be a place of fellowship where Christians can be devoted to one another and honor one another and instruct one another and be kind and compassionate to one another and to encourage one another and most importantly, love one another. So let me do that again. I want you to get this. The church is, is to not only teach biblical doctrines so that we can be grounded in our faith, but the church is to be a place of fellowship. The church is to be a place of fellowship where believers can be devoted to one another and honor one another as seen in Romans chapter 12, verse 10. It is also to instruct one another as seen in Romans 15, verse 4. It is also to be kind and compassionate to one another as seen in Ephesians 4, verse 32. It is also to encourage one another 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11, and most importantly, it is to love one another according to 1 John chapter 3, verse 11. So the church is to be a place of fellowship. Number one, church is to teach biblical doctrine so we can be grounded in our faith. But then number two, the church is to be a place of fellowship. Number three, the church is to be a place where believers can observe the Lord's Supper, remembering Christ's death and shed blood on our behalf. And that's taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. Now, when you look at um, the breaking of bread, as we see it in Acts 2, verse 42, the concept of breaking of bread also carries the idea of us having meals together. So it's not just about us going and observing the Lord's Supper. It's also about us um, having meals together. And this is another example of of the church promoting fellowship, promoting fellowship by the breaking of bread. And then the final purpose of the church, according to Acts 2, verse 42, is prayer. God, the church is to be a place that promotes prayer, that teaches prayer, that practices prayer. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 through 7, encourages us, do not be anxious about anything, 
but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, another thing that we've been commissioned to do as the church is proclaiming the gospel of salvation through Jesus Christ. So the church is called to be faithful in sharing the gospel through word and deed. The church is supposed to be a lighthouse in the community that points people towards our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, not run them away. The church is to both promote the gospel and the church is to prepare its members to proclaim the gospel. Allow me to give that to you again. The church is to promote the gospel, but then the church is to prepare its members to proclaim the gospel, as we see in First Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Um, James gives us some thoughts and ideas around this concept of the church in James chapter 1, verse 2 through, uh, I'm sorry, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 27. It says to us, religion that, our, that, that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. It's to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. The church is to be about the business of ministering to people who are uh, in need or who have needs. So this includes not only sharing the gospel, but also providing, providing for physical needs, for food, for clothing, for shelter, for those things that are necessary and appropriate. The church is to equip believers in Christ with the tools they need to overcome sin and remain free from the pollution of this world. So what's the purpose of the church? Paul gave us an excellent illustration um, to the believers in Corinth. Church is God's hands. The church is God's mouth. The church is God's feet. The church is the body of Christ. That we ought to be doing the things that Jesus Christ would do if he were here physically on the earth. We have a responsibility as the church to be Christian, to be Christ-like and Christ-following. The church has a responsibility to be Christian, to be Christ-like, and to be Christ-following. That, that's the whole purpose of the church. And that, my brothers and sisters, is what Carolina will be celebrating. God forgiving them the opportunity to be Christian, to be Christ-like, and to be Christ-following. I, I pray that this helps you in understanding the whole concept and purpose that Jesus had in mind 
when he created the church. Just so that we can get back to what God has called us to. I want to ask you all today to join us in this portion where we, in fact, intercede and we pray on behalf of the persons who have sent in um, names. Pastor, would you pray for me? Brother Larry Thomas, Sister Jackie Thomas, Deacon Sharon Durham, Brother Gary Davis, Harry Mason, Barry Hayes, Kathleen and Michael Davis. We're praying for JM that God will reveal his will to him regarding his life. We're praying today for Sister Mary Davis, Deacon Evelyn Mack, and Martina Baxter. Associate Pastor Talia White, Velda Jones, we're praying for Gaylene Musgrove, we're praying for Valerie Jones, we're praying today for Pastor Thurm James, we're praying today for Pastor Stephen Tucker, for Reverend Harold Brinkley. We're praying today for those who, in fact, are bereaved, the bereaved families. We're praying today for the sick, for those who are shut in. We're praying today for Israel and the Palestinians. We lift in prayer today our HBCUs with all of the shootings and killings. We're praying for our school systems, for our teachers and for our students. That God will give them a disposition towards him. Praying for peace in the land. Father, in Jesus' name, a few of your believing children have gathered this morning touching and agreeing that, Lord, we need you and that we can never experience the healing, the peace, the deliverance, the prosperity outside of you. So, God, we pause to say, forgive us for thinking that we could live this life without you. God, forgive us for not invoking and inviting your presence to be a part of our journey. Lord, forgive us for not making you the primary place in our hearts. Lord, please forgive us. God, we confess we have done wrong. God, you said in your word that if we called upon you, if we seek your face, if we turned from our wicked ways, you would heal the land. You would hear our prayers. So, Lord, I pray now for your 
healing. I pray for your healing, God, to attune your ears to our prayers and for all of those names that we've called today and for the names that we didn't know to call. God, I pray that you would heal in the name of Jesus, God. Make a way for us. I pray that you deliver. I pray that you would reveal, God. Help us to see like we have never seen before, God, we need you. And we can't do anything without you. So we need you now. We need you to manifest yourself, God, as only you can. God, you do it. And we promise to give you praise. Lord, we thank you for your institution called the church. Thank you for the reason why you created it, God. Thank you for giving unto us a place where we could be taught your word. Thank you, God, for this place where we could break bread in fellowship. Thank you, God, where we could observe your Lord's Supper and pray. Thank you for the church. And as we close this prayer, we thank you, God, for 83 years of Carolina Church. God, I pray you give it longevity. Give it life. Speak power into it, God. Breathe on it. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. And all the people of God said amen. God bless you all. Listen, I've given you some principles today. It is my prayer that these principles will help you to understand God's intention regarding the church. Now, on your mark, get set. Let's grow. Have a great day on purpose. Love you all much. God bless.